Good morning, New Life. Would you stand and worship with us?
familiar words, but so refreshing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup with Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord.
So as we lift God's name and praises, we're going to lift our praises in our offering today too. You may be seated. Our offering today is for Joshua House. It's one of our mission partners. They have six local recovery houses, and their goal is to support and disciple men who are coming out of addiction. During this next song, you have an opportunity to give, and you can do that either with the offering boxes on the stage or online through the ways behind me. Um, this next song may be new to some of you, but it's just such a beautiful prayer, and we wanted to share it with you this morning. So if you know it, please sing along. If you don't, just sit and let us pray this for you as we prepare our hearts um, to hear God's word. Um, let's pray for the offering. God, we thank you for the Joshua House and its ministry in Abbotsford, and we pray for everyone involved, for the men that are there recovering, that you would just give them a special blessing today and help them to feel your presence um, and feel your work in their life and be with lives and be with the people that are ministering to them. Give them wisdom and discernment where they need it. And God bless our offering to them this morning. Help it to go to the right places and multiply it in a way that only you can. In Jesus' name, amen.
super thank you to our worship team. That was a super job. Just want to extend a super good morning to you this morning, New Life Church. My name is Rob, and I'll be your super host on this super morning. Um, just want to extend a super welcome to our guests here today, uh, whether you're here in person or online uh, watching. Uh, we're just super glad that you're joining us today. Uh, so here at New Life, our aim is to uh, help you connect in our community. And so um, if you're new here, uh, we want you to, especially if you're new here in person, uh, connect through these connect cards. Now they are super easy to fill out. Um, and actually I asked Taylor, hey, maybe get me a couple cards that have been filled out just so I can give you an example of how easy they are to fill out. So um, this one here comes from uh, a Mr. and Mrs. Uh, ben and Eileen Dover. Um, they want to connect with New Life and learn about more outdoor uh, activities. Well, news to you there, uh, Mr. Ben and Eileen Dover. Uh, we got, uh, just listen for the announcements later, we got something special for you. So... Um, and this one comes from a Mrs. Rosenblatt. So Mrs. Rosenblatt uh, wants to learn about uh, seniors' games. So, uh, well, Mrs. Rosenblatt, you're in luck. Announcements coming uh, soon here. We'll, we'll tell you more about some seniors' games. So really easy to fill out these Connect cards, super easy. Just drop them in the, the, uh, the boxes here or hand them to a, a, a staff member in the back after church. Um, all right, online, we want to connect with you too, so make sure you drop a, uh, a note and say who you're watching with, and we know that you're probably getting prepared for something super today, um, but hey, make sure that you're still engaged with us too. Um, last week, uh, Nathan talked about uh, tithing, and so I don't know about you, but did anybody else have trouble uh, with the tithing 90% and living off 10%? I know I did. It was tough. It was tough this week, I tell you. Um, so last week he gave us all a challenge and there was some, um, throughout the week there were some challenges that were given. So with a show of hands, how many of you completed uh, one challenge with that week? Okay, got, got a couple ones. Any, how about two? Two challenges. Two challenges? Wow, that's super not good. <laughs> Nathan, I think we've got to do better. <laughs> um, anyway, so this, uh, this week, with a few announcements, um, we're introducing, well, Nathan's going to speak on uh, super health and super well-being today. And so they came up with a, uh, an event this week called WALK, um, W-A-L-K. Now, I, I heard him brainstorming some, like, acronyms for WALK, um, and I think the one that stuck was wandering aimlessly looking for Coonrad. So, um, <laughs> so if you want to join us in a WALK, and I think that's just kind of like nice leisurely walking um, out at... Wilban Creek Park on Saturday, February 19th. 
9.30 a.m., so that's a good time, 9.30. It allows you to have some breakfast and that first coffee. And uh, come on out. It's a nice, easy walk uh, to connect with other members of our church, bring some friends, and, hey, might be a start of a new tradition of getting out and walking and enjoy each other's company. So that, I guess, Mr. and Mrs. Dover, you can connect on that. Um, the other one is coffee and cards. So uh, we're super excited that we're opening up a, a new super community over by the library, um, in the library space, on February 15th. That's uh, the day after Valentine's Day. Remember, men, Valentine's Day Tuesday, get something for your special lady. Super. Get something super for your super lady. Anyways, so that's uh, February 15th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, coffee and cards. So that's for seniors to come out and connect over some coffee, tea, cards, uh, what have you there. So I came up with my own acronym for that, uh, coffee and cards. Uh, connecting over free food, enjoying everyone's company, and really doing stuff. So if you want to join that, uh, then... Coming out Wednesday, February 15th from uh, 10 to 12. Um, one other announcement, uh, the Canadian Food Grains Auction, which I'm a part of, uh, is coming up uh, beginning of March, March 4th to 7th, and that's an online auction. And then we're actually hosting a luncheon on the 8th at the Clarion Hotel between 11.30 and 2.30, where there'll be some auction items uh, uh, auctioned off. And uh, if you want to get involved uh, with that, or if you want to learn more, talk to Bob uh, Bransma, uh, Caleb Bransma. Uh, and we got some, we roped in some new guys this year to our, our volunteer team. And so I want to highlight uh, Ed Vandenberg. Uh, he's usually sitting over there. Ed, uh, newly retired. And so we got him back into the workforce doing uh, volunteer work with the Canadian Food Greens Bank. And also Jonathan Dreesen. Uh, I'm not sure where Jonathan is, but... He is also involved. So if you have any questions regarding the Canadian Food Grains Bank auction, uh, check with those guys. And as well, Jonathan, uh, sorry, John Brunsma as well. So if you see those guys, make sure you ask them a question about the Canadian Food Grains auction uh, coming up at the beginning of March. Um, now let's uh, start our super fellowship time. Um, and this kind of serves as two purposes here at New Life, is that you can uh, meet someone new, extend a, uh, a super welcome to them in the name of Jesus and the kids are dismissed uh, as well and so the kids can be dismissed ages 3 to 5 out that way to uh, Little Lights and then the kids grade 1 to 5 can go downstairs as well um, in that direction so um, as we start our fellowship time uh, it's a 3 minute time and just mingle and maybe talk about what your favorite Super Bowl commercial is. Um, it could be the McDonald's commercial. Remember from years ago, Larry Bird, Michael, uh, Michael Jordan, making extraordinary shots, one-upping each other. Or the uh, Pepsi Coke uh, and the conflicted Coca-Cola driver who really wanted to have a Pepsi. Um, and then the all-time classic, the Wendy's commercial with the three elderly women saying, where's the beef? So uh, maybe... Mix and mingle, enjoy some community, and we uh, thank you for coming out today.
worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in my midst. I worship you. Take a seat. All right, wonderful. Ah, it's a good morning. Thank you for those who have uh, already led us in worship and we continue that worship. It's good to be together, so exciting. We've sung about joy in this place. We've sung about praising God. We've all of that stuff. But we're also mindful that um, people all around the world gather. And uh, for some, it doesn't feel like there's joy in the house. Uh, I'm thinking particularly of, uh, well, people in Turkey who have experienced the tragic uh, earthquake and uh, so much uh, devastation and um, disruption uh, and death and injury. And uh, I want us to be mindful of that. So before we uh, enter into uh, God's word this morning, I, I want to uh, just pray with you together and uh, acknowledge that uh, not only people out in the world, but uh, perhaps some of us uh, have come to this place as well with uh, some deep struggles in our lives. And so we want to commit that to prayer as well. 
God is a big God. He embraces all, all of the joy, all of the excitement of our lives, but also all of uh, the struggle of our lives. So let's come to God in prayer. Almighty God, thank you that you are God, that you are uh, in control of this world, that you are our Father. You provide for us. You take care of us. You watch over us. And, and yet, God, um, there is so much trouble in the world and so much that uh, we don't see, even as we look upon devastation and violence and um, death and destruction. So, God, we lift it to you. We pray for people who are suffering particularly uh, in Turkey and Syria. We pray, God, uh, for relatives of uh, Rafi and Reina Banazarian and uh, for the uh, trouble that they're in uh, in Syria. God, we pray for others, too, who have lost lives and for uh, people who mourn the loss of loved ones. For people who look around and they don't know where to start to carry on uh, for the next uh, day ahead. God, we lift it to you and, and pray that uh, for mercy on behalf of those people. God, equip us also to extend hands of compassion to people who are in trouble, even as we uh, have given for the work of Joshua House. We pray, God, for people caught in addictions. Pray, too, for folks, God, who are struggling with their health and who are caught in disease. We uh, lift up before you Joyce and uh, Venema and Gary Walters. We continue to pray for little Jackson Audette. God, pray that Give him uh, healing and strength. God, we pray uh, for others, too, who uh, bear the weight of ill health. Father, surround them with your love and care. Give us the faith, Father, to trust in you, even when everything seems all wrong. Give us that sense of joy, Father, in the midst of pain and struggle. And help us to be able to declare that joy. Help us to shine that light of good news. Help us to live in such a way that, that people recognize the hope that we live with, that energizes us, that gives us the conviction to press forward. Give us your Holy Spirit, God, that in everything we may give praise to you, Father in heaven, our Savior, the master of our lives, and all God's people said, amen, amen. All right, well, uh, we're continuing on in our series, a little bit of a switch. Sorry, Rob, I'm not going to be preaching about health and well-being uh, I couldn't figure that one out, so I'm going to leave that to Sean. He's going to take, um, take it on next week, and then uh, next week we'll also follow that up with the walk. So 
Um, that's going to happen next week. And uh, in the meantime, pray for dry weather so uh, we can enjoy the walk together. I want to speak this morning on life balance, life balance. Hear these words from Matthew chapter 6. This is in the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He's talked about the Beatitudes. He's introduced prayer. He's talked about uh, the disciplines. And then he begins to talk about what's your real focus in life. And uh, so beginning at verse 24, he says, uh, Matthew chapter 6, no one can serve two masters. Either, he, either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear. Isn't life more than, more than food? Isn't the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But... Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. (laughs) For tomorrow is going to worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I think that was just a little joke that Jesus added in there. You're meant to kind of chuckle in the midst of all that. Life balance. So maybe, maybe, uh, I mean, it doesn't feel like the beginning of the year, but it, it is still. I mean, we're only in the second month, second week of the second month. If you resolved to achieve greater life balance in 2023, you were going to straighten out your life, everything's going to have perfect balance, well, you may have made the wrong resolution. Some people argue that... Uh, Life balance really isn't even a thing. We'll talk a little bit more about that. It's, some people say it's only an invented concept for people who are chasing after too many things in their life. And in chasing all of these things, we come up with the assumption that we have to somehow balance all of it. So, whereas... Jesus would have said, you can't gather up everything in your life and serve all of it. You can only have one master in your life. So maybe you're, you're aiming for a stellar career or, and the perfect family and an, an early retirement 
and then a legacy of wealth for your kids. Pulled in all of those drastically different directions is going to mean that you have to balance multiple commitments with each other and most of those commitments are going to be in conflict with each other and so you're going to be constantly fighting against, well, yourself. It's like, it's like uh, playing with those blocks, right, with a three-year-old and you, you play the blocks, and, right, and then the automatic thing is you just make a tower with the blocks, you keep stacking those blocks on top of each other, but eventually it's, the tower's going to fall, right? I mean, you can stack one, two, three blocks, four blocks, then the tower starts to sway, so you, you balance one, another block, right? And then uh, to, to not make it sway, and then you have to balance the other block the other way, and then eventually it just collapses. So you might be able to have the illusion that you're balancing your life with all of these different things, but it's not sustainable. Eventually, it's, it's going to fall. It's the kind of thing that Ortberg was, John Ortberg was getting at in his book, The Life You've Always Wanted. This is what he says. So he's one of these guys that says life balance is just an invention. He says, the paradigm of balance simply doesn't capture the sense of compelling urgency worthy of human devotion. It's a middle-class pursuit. In other words, we as middle-class people have so many options in our lives and too many resources to really talk about balance. Instead, we just, we just want it all. We're just grabbing for it all. We're just grabbing it all, and we're just kind of gathering it all up in ourselves. And it's impossible to balance it all. We have too much. And here's the problem, as John Ortberg uh, explains. He says, it lacks a notion that my life is to be given to something larger than myself. You say, you're too busy gathering up all this stuff for yourself. It lacks a call, he says, to sacrifice, to self-denial, to the wild, risky, costly, adventurous abandon of following Jesus. You're too busy to follow Jesus. You're busy gathering up everything else. You cannot serve two masters. You can't serve six masters. <laughs> In that same uh, vein, John Ortberg gives us this picture of, of the Apostle Paul. He says, imagine, imagine the Apostle Paul, uh, you know, hiring a, a time management consultant for his life, right? I mean, if, uh, if anybody had a, a life out of balance, it was the Apostle Paul. And, you know, he's like, man, I, I got to straighten this out. I, I, I'm traveling all over the place, and, man, I can't keep track of things. And so imagine he hires a time management consultant. And the consultant sits down with the Apostle Paul, and, and he says this. this is John Ortberg imagining a conversation. And the consultant says, Paul... If you look at this time chart, I think you'll agree with me that your spiritual life is doing pretty well, but vocationally, your tent making, so the Apostle Paul was a great missionary, but he was, uh, his livelihood was making tents, right? Uh, so 
hence the term tent-making ministry and so on. But anyways, uh, so spiritual, well, uh, spiritual life is doing well, but vocationally your tent-making has seriously fallen off, says the consultant. This has led to some downsizing in your financial portfolio. Let's take a look at that time log that I asked you to keep since our last meeting. And then this is what Paul answers from 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Five times I have received the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I, was, I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked for a day and a night and I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys and danger from rivers, danger from bandits, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers and sisters in toil and hardship through many sleepless nights, hungry and thirsty, often without food, cold and naked." And then in his dry humor, John Ortberg says, it's hard for me to imagine what the consultant says to all of this. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? We try to balance so much in our life. But the fact is, it depends on what you're after. So if you made a goal to achieve better life balance for 2023, or if you're thinking, if I could straighten out all these things and put them all in a nice, neat row, then my life will be put together. And maybe you're thinking of some of the things that we've covered under this resolve uh, situation. Maybe, maybe this, uh, I don't know what you call this, wall hanging has bothered you because, uh, look, that left column there is a mess. And believe me, I've tried hard to straighten it out, but it doesn't work. And you'd like it to all be nice and neat like that middle column. And so maybe you've addressed your time management and your prayer life and your serving attitude and your use of money and next week, you'll be guided to super healthy living. And you'll think, ah, oh, if I could straighten it all, I'll have a perfectly balanced life. But it's not going to happen. Because the problem isn't balance. The problem is focus. The problem is, what are you after? The problem is... What kind of foundation do you have for, for gathering up all of this stuff in your life and trying to manage it all? And that is what Jesus gives here in Matthew chapter 6 when he says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his justice, and then all that other stuff is going to place itself in your life in proper order. And it might not be balanced. It, it might be zigzagged. That's okay. Our, our lives are messy. They don't have to be in perfect balance. When your life is feeling frazzled, you don't know which things to do first. And you need to focus on the big picture. 
You need to remind yourself of the foundation of your life. What's the very base? You're not on your own. You're not just living on a whim, doing whatever comes next. James reminds us of Jesus' advice when he says in, uh, in James 4, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. But all of that places itself in order when you seek first God's kingdom. When you're, when, you're, when you're ruled by God's righteousness. And all these things will come afterward. Maybe some of you have heard of Bob Buford. He tells the story of a consultant that he had. Bob Buford uh, was the CEO. He ran a huge communication company uh, down south in Texas, I believe. And uh, he had this consultant, Mike Cammy. Now, when Bob Buford retired from uh, this big, huge gig of running a huge communications company, um, he suddenly realized he didn't know what to do. He, all these years, he had been running this company, he'd been managing like millions of dollars, he'd been directing thousands of, of employees, and uh, he, he had been guiding this company along a successful path. And then he retires, and, and then he didn't know which direction to take. What kind of plan did he have for this this next phase of his life. He had no clue. So he hires, gets this consultant, Mike Cammy. Now, Mike Cammy was um, a prominent consultant for the Coca-Cola company. And so Mike Cammy comes to Bob Buford and he simply asks this one question to Bob Buford. And he says, what's in the box? And then he explains, Mike Cammy does, he, he explains that he had once sat with the executives of the Coca-Cola company who were quite ambitious about growing the company and, and maybe coming up with something new. And so Mike Cammy asked these executives of Coca-Cola, what's in the box? And they said, oh, great taste. That's what we're all about. So he said, go for it. So these executives, they bring on all of their people and they gather the company together and they're going, we're going to do a great thing. And so they invent a new Coca-Cola, which tasted better than the old one. And it failed miserably. So they call in Mike Cammy again, a consultant, and they said, what went wrong? Mike says... I'll ask you again, what's in the box? And these executives, they're like, oh, what? It must not be great taste. What could it be? 
And they landed on the fact that Coca-Cola had been around for a long time. And so they said, ah, what's in the box is American tradition. And that is when they came up with Coca-Cola Classic. So Mike Cammie goes to Bob Buford and says, what's in the box? And Bob Buford has to admit, well, I don't know. It's either Jesus or money. And then Mike Cammie said, you're going to have to pick one or your life will be a confusing mess for the rest of your days. You're going to have to pick one. Bob Buford discovered in the second half of his life, as he calls it, and I suspect the preference would be to discover that long before the second half of your life, but Bob Buford discovered that the key to direction in his life was not so much balancing everything that he had, and he had a lot, but it was focus. Focus. Some people do have a lot of blocks in their life. It's not a matter of stacking them up nice and straight enough so that they stay standing It's a matter of what are you building on. That that takes focus. John Wesley, 18th century preacher. I mean, so he lived a long time ago, I admit. John Wesley, preacher, 18th century, led uh, a revival in the Church of England to uh, what became then uh, Methodism, right? The Methodists. Get a load of this. John Wesley traveled an average of 20 miles a day for 40 years. It's 18th century, so all of that mileage is walking. So, uh, you know, he kept checking his Fitbit to see how many steps he made. He preached 40,000 sermons. I'm guessing... I have probably 2,500 sermons after 30 years of ministry. 40,000. He produced 400 books. He knew 10 languages. At the age of 83, he was annoyed because he couldn't write more than 15 hours a day. He got up every morning at 4 o'clock in the morning. At the age of 86, he was ashamed that he couldn't preach more than twice a day. And he complained in his diary that there was an increasing tendency to lie in bed until 5.30 in the morning. Shameful. John Wesley's life had focus. Now, if you read biographies of John Wesley, his life wasn't in balance. Some say his marriage was a disaster. 
may have been an area of his life where he had responsibilities and commitments where indeed he needed focus. But he was building on a foundation that led him to persist for at least 86 years, focused on developing Methodism. John Wesley's life had focus. So our challenge this morning in this Resolve series is not to say, I'm going to straighten out my life so it's all nice straight lines. Our challenge is this, to assess the parts of your life, perhaps some of the parts that we've addressed in this series, Assess the things that have your attention. Maybe the responsibilities that you've kind of put on the back burner or the commitments that you've made that you've tended to forget about. Inspect them and say, ask yourself, are they focused on Jesus Christ? Am I seeking first the kingdom of God in these areas of my life? That's what this series has been about. Now expect your life to be messy. It's, that's, that's not a problem. We, if we're honest with each other, we'd have to admit, yeah, my, my life isn't. It's, it's not all categorized neatly, and it probably doesn't need to be. But is it focused? on seeking first the kingdom of God. Going after a particular vision means that you're going to have to prioritize various aspects of your life to say, is this seeking first the kingdom of God? Is that seeking first the kingdom of God? So think of it in terms of this this jar. Maybe you've... uh, had this illustration before, but so if this is if this is your life and you, you fill it up with all kinds of stuff, you right? You you gather all kinds of stuff. So we we've got rice, we've got pebbles, and we've got rocks. And it's overflowing, doesn't really fit in the box, right? So right? You say, Oh, I got I got two more things to deal with, and it's not gonna fit. So you have to take a look at your life and go, okay, I have too many things. What does it look like for me to seek first the kingdom of God? And maybe you have to sort out your life. Sorry, I didn't mean it to be that noisy. And you have to recognize that there are some priorities in your life that require you, your attention. And so, you take this. And you go, all right, what are my priorities? And you take the big rocks first. And you put them in. And then... And then... 
I hope this is going to work, but you're going to, you're going to get the point. All right. You're going to get the point. And so you go like that and then you put in pebbles. See, and all fits so nicely in there. All right. I know what you guys are doing. You're going, this ain't going to work. Don't worry, my assistant helped. She made sure it works. Okay, this one doesn't have a priority. <laughs> all right, and then you gather up all the other stuff in your life. Look at that. It all fits. There. All right. You get the point. I want you right now. So here's our challenge. We're going to just play it out right now. I want you to take a few moments. So the band's going to come up, play some music so it's not awkward. And I, I just want you to reflect on, on, on your life and whether your life, in, maybe in some of these areas, time, prayer, uh, money, serving, uh, health and well-being, what, whether you're seeking first the kingdom of God, what, what are the big rocks in your life that you need to pay attention to to go, ooh, I need some focus there, all right? So um, maybe if you uh, use your phone frequently and you've downloaded the New Life app, um, just open up the app and then click on Sermon Notes. Uh, maybe you've been using this already. There's the text of, our, uh, of Matthew 6 there, and then there's uh, notes there. And you, you could just write, write in there, uh, you know, uh, maybe these five areas uh, of these rocks. And, and, then, and then just reflect for a while. What area in my life do I need to pay more attention to because it's out of focus? I'm trying to serve too many masters. What's in the box? Where the pagans run after all these things. And you 
Heavenly Father knows that you need them. Let's seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let's pray together. better than we know ourselves. You see all of the zigzags of our life, all of the frenzy, all of the frustration. God, we commit it to you. We ask of you not to straighten out our lives, hearts to build upon your solid foundation and give us wisdom Holy Spirit to discern what are some of those big rocks in our life that we need to pay attention to because otherwise nothing is going to fit in our life nothing will fit cynicism in the midst of all of the trouble of our world. God, give us the confidence to know that our life is founded on you, you who was raised to life so that we could have life. You, the hope of this world, the hope of our lives. God, help us to rest in you. Even so, we pray, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
well, go from this place. Bold enough, confident that God goes with you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ cover all of the messiness of your life. And may the love of God the Father heal all of your brokenness. And may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit bind us together so that we can be the body of Christ in this world, shining light and giving hope to everyone else. Go with his blessing. Go in the strength of God and go with his peace and with his joy. Amen. Amen. Have a great Sunday.